Welcome to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour on all podcast providers. I have fortunately returned after being kidnapped by Piers Morgan for a week. It was dastardly and dangerous and horrifying, but I'm back, but I'm back. <laughs> and it's, it's, uh, it's a long and winding road and it's, it's going to get better as they say. As they say in that famous song by Bleachers. No, yeah, that's Bleachers. Yeah, it's gonna get... Uh, no, that's I want to get better. Fun does. It gets better. It gets better. One day I'll learn. One day I'll learn how to give a proper spanking. But today is not that day. We've got two really riveting guests on the show today. We have local music local music a local electronic musician beat knock on the show hello hello how you doing doing well thanks for having me mm-hmm. a little later we're also going to be joined by ned stat the yuletide vampire he's going to be spooky but here we are going to talk about beat knock dylan nelson that is your name You're, don't wear it out don't wear it out mm-hmm. how are did i already ask how you're doing no, no, but yes. I'm, Got one. I'm doing well. Uh, Good. I actually really enjoy the winter, and yeah. so I've been loving all this snow because I always think that if it's going to be cold, it should at least snow. Mm-hmm. You know, I you know most other years I'm just like complaining about the snow, and I'm like I drive and I'm mad. For some reason this year it's just not annoying me, even though last night it was really snowy. Well, I mean, it's still coming down. Yeah, it's it was uh snowy, and so I was just mad and. I wasn't mad, actually. I don't know why I said that. I wasn't mad. I was comfortable, and I'm like, it's fine. wasn't that bad. I don't know why. I'm still getting a little bit of, like, the season, like, oh, I'm inside all the time yeah. kind of feelings. Yeah, but yeah, I get that too real Driving's bad. not driving me too crazy this year. I don't know what it is. Especially the end of the semester because I'm always, like, yep. doing things I don't want to do, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's good to have Finals. that coming to an end, too. But uh, we are in the new year. It is officially 2017. I can't believe we made it. Mm, well, <laughs> don't get your hopes up. We're, we're just starting. <laughs> we still got, we got a, uh, what day is it today? It's the 9th, January 9th. Mondays. Mondays. Uh. But, uh, and we got 11 days until the big inaug. Oh, man. God, I forgot, honestly, yeah. that that was even part of the step that we haven't gotten to yep. yet. <laughs> That's uh, the day is soon nigh. What is it? Next week will be this. Will be even closer next week. Yep. Hmm. That's gonna be fun. So uh, let's talk about you a little bit. Sure. Then. Sure. Dylan, Mr. Dylan Nelson goes by Beat Knock. Great music. Great music you can listen to on Spotify. Yeah. Great place to listen to it. Every time I, I someone's on Spotify, I feel so like official having them on the show. I'm like, so, ooh. I honestly, it makes me feel official having it on there, you <laughs> know, because anyone can just go and like, yep. I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't know if it's like a big secret, but really anyone can put their music on Spotify too, but it just takes a little oh. more work than a lot of so people if I don't just do. So if I just did like spoken word, like, I could just get that on Spotify? Sure. Wow. They have a bunch of services like TuneCore or CD Baby, where it's like one-off distribution deals. Little Baby? It's a terrible, terrible split because it's, it's... Uh, a lot more labor intensive just mm-hmm. move one unit you know versus like a major label that's moving 20,000 records you so know do and you then, make any money off spotify no i've i gosh the only money i've ever made in music 
has been, I would say 90% of it's been from DJing. Mm -hmm. And more recently now, I've been doing freelance recording, mixing, stuff like that uh, at a studio here in Detroit, Assemble Sound. Shout out to Assemble Sound. But as far as listening, like people listening on Spotify or like buying the music, it's been virtually nothing. I've made some on Bandcamp, but Mm -hmm. not nearly as much as I've put into it. It's not... Not like you're going to be buying like a, a boat. No, 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 no. no. no those boats. days, honestly, those days are gone unless you're Rihanna, mm-hmm. you know, because then you can move, like I said, 100,000 units, no problem. And You, you can, can be the next Rihanna. Ah, oh, gosh, I don't have the sex appeal she does. Well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess don't wait till I take my shirt off. Yeah. Everyone's really wild. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, how long have you been making music, Dylan? Gosh, I think I started producing under Beatnock four or five, 20 End of 2011 mm-hmm. is when I started, so five years now. Um, but I've been playing piano my whole life. That's where I... Since you came out of the womb. Pretty pretty much. I think I was... They just dropped you on a piano. <laughs> I just happened to fall in a way that sounded really nice. You <laughs> know? Like, and they Whoa. were like, wow, you know, he's got this. That kid's got something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've been taking lessons since I was five, Wow, I think. You really have been going at it Yeah, hard. and so piano's my principal, and then I just kind of... Did go you on... like your piano teacher when you were five? You know... The lady I had to start with was an amazing teacher, but she was such a hard ass that mm-hmm. like it made me not want to do it. And then she actually passed away from uh, a battle with cancer, and then I oh. got a new guy, and he was a little bit more fun, but also kind of a hard ass. And mm-hmm. so I've never really, I think because of that reason, I've never really taken to piano playing like I did okay. the the computer side of things. Fucking piano. <laughs> Everyone's well, a hard ass. You didn't want to become a hard ass. The uh, the older I get, though, the more I appreciate, mm-hmm. you know, and how I can uh, go do that. You know, it's like a know, solitary you know activity. Piano a bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. once you reach a certain level, it's not like I'm learning any new notes or anything. Right. You know, it's just learning new pieces, more yep. difficult pieces, things like that. So. So you got the you got like what you need to know down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty good. much. That's always good. So uh, where did you grow up? I'm um, from Dearborn. I don't know why I had to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, shit, which, which, what, what person am I right now? Uh, yeah. My Dylan Nelson or my John Hancock, the yeah. famous bike rider? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've lived in Dearborn my whole life. I went to Divine Child High School. Ooh. Um, How was that? It was cool. A yeah. lot of people, gosh, you know, it's. When people went to, like, parochial schools like that, they're always like, oh, it was so dumb, or blah, 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 I'd wear a uniform, it was all this. But, like, I didn't mind wearing a uniform because really? I, like, didn't think about my clothes ever. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not super concerned about my you physical appearance. You didn't have to appearance. worry about, right. like, school shopping yeah, for clothes yeah, and stuff yeah. and looking and, fashionable. Uh, the education was good. You know, all my teachers were, like, really great teachers. Great. And, like, there was a lot of cool programs and... It wasn't too bad. I was kind of like a quote unquote bad kid, you know, because I was like smoking pot and like smoking cigarettes and mm-hmm. like doing all the things that like kids shouldn't do. But outside of that, time. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and they, they kind of, there was like one incident my sophomore year where the, the Dean of students had been trying to like come after me for a while, you know, and it's, it came to a head and I was like, listen, man, if you have something, you have to tell me about it. Otherwise you have to <laughs> let me go, you know, and then they just never bothered me again. Great. So it was chill. You bullied them out of Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Out of well, we did like, uh, you know, if you see like two roosters come and flex their chests at each other, <laughs> we did that and I won. You ever going to do a fist fight with your dean? No, no, gosh. Okay. You know, he's he'd probably want to, but. Wow. You should him. go back and fight him. He's gone now. He, gone he from moved, this world? He, no. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he moved to New York, I'm pretty sure. Oh. For like um, my job, I do to make money most of the time. It's commercial painting. And so we do a lot of work for that school. 
Wait, wait, he, wait, I'm confused. He moved because of you? No, 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 no. Because I am at the school a long time, I could like stay up to date with. Oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah, with who's doing what. I thought you were saying like you were painting the school a lot. And he's like, I want to be around this little pothead asshole. God, this looks like shit. So then he left. Yeah, no. Get out of here. Yeah, and then I, oh gosh, after high school, I went and did an AmeriCorps program called City Year. And so I lived in Chicago for a year. And that was a crazy experience. What's that? So City Year is um, an AmeriCorps 501 nonprofit that Mm -hmm. does mostly middle school and early high school, um, like, academic intervention. And so the idea is that there's tons of kids. So there's, like, obviously really bad kids, you know, but there's tons and tons of kids who are, like, right on the precipice of, like, falling out of school or, like, falling back into school. And so the idea is that they get these City Year people to do we do behavior stuff. We do academic stuff. And then, like spankings? No, no, nothing like that. Like a behavior lunch where we'd sit down and we'd like talk about problems, you know, and act mm-hmm. like a peer mediator. And then uh, after school programs. And so I essentially taught sixth and seventh grade math on the south side of Chicago. Oh, wow. For 10 months. Well, how old were you? Right uh, after high school? 18? Yeah, 18. Wow. Turning 19. And then... Uh, that was that a successful program for the most part? Yeah, gosh. It's honestly changed my life because... Wow. Uh, Right before my senior year of high school, I kind of had a bunch of bad things happen. And so I was like feeling down about myself and like feeling down about life. And then I wasn't really feeling like, gosh, what am I going to go to college? What am I going to do? And so I went and did this program and it was really cool because I didn't really have a lot of time to sit and be morose. You know, I was like so busy. And then it kind of doing things, doing nice things for other people, it turns out makes me feel good about myself. Go figure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, that was really nice. And then I came back and then started going to Wayne State. Here I am. Here you are. Four years later. Yeah. And are you enjoying going to Wayne State? Gosh, you know, I love my peers. I love my teachers. But the administration is just, I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm constantly at a battle, you know, like over money, over scheduling, over like what's getting credit, (laughs) what's not. Yep. Exact same problems I had. You know, because on the ground floor, it feels like everyone's on my team, you know, Mm -hmm. and like wants me to succeed. And then the highest, it's like they're not really on my team. They just are trying to get money from the state or from the government or from me or from anyone. You know, you're going to be done in May. No, uh, five years, May 2018. I, I had I had six years too. There's no shame, but <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, gosh, want to be done because it, now it's starting to get in the way of like me moving into the real world. Yep, you know because it no. takes up so much time and you probably feel like you're ready. I am. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've I've been doing. I started interning at Assemble mm-hmm. in May, and I've kind of moved beyond yeah. doing like standard intern stuff, you know. And mm-hmm. now I'm doing freelance jobs there. What is Assemble Sound? Uh it's God. It's another 501 nonprofit. Oh, really? It's a collaborative music studio. Then they do um, also in-house licensing. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is that not only do people who don't really have access to uh, professional recording equipment, because there's so many people, Detroit has such yeah. a wide array of like music people, but they're all in like little pockets, you know, and they don't really collaborate with each other. Right. And so the idea is that Assemble Sound brings them together and they can force collaboration while also giving them a chance to make money on their music. And actually record somewhere instead of like maybe like a on their cell phone in their garage yeah, or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. Wow, that's because awesome. honestly that quality can take so obviously I'd rather listen to an amazing singer on a terrible recording than a terrible singer on a great recording. Right. But there's so many people who are just really talented that don't have the the access. You yeah. know, because And then when you don't have the resources you just give up yeah, a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. And there's um 
the way to make you need to have great quality to make money in music. I mean, yep. I'm sure you've heard a million commercials where it's like, wow, this is so cheesy, you know, or the music's like just straight up bad, yep. but it's high quality, mm-hmm. you know, and if that's how you make music, there are people like Jeep, Ford, big clients like that. We actually just finished doing, um, I don't know if you've seen the uh, the trailers for the new Comedy Central, Detroiters. Yeah. We licensed all the music for that. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so there's tons. I don't know if anything... I've been working on so many different things, you know, and things get cut, things get added. So I don't know for sure if I've done something that's in there, but there's like a 50% chance that... That is so great. I'm so excited for that show. Gosh, and the trailers look so yep. funny. Like you know, uh, they really hit the nose on the head of what like Detroit is kind of exactly, turning yeah. into. And uh, Sam Sam Richardson and Tim uh, Tim Robinson, you know, they started in, in the area, you yeah. know, improv comedy and started at Planet Ant and... Just so excited to see like homegrown town. Yeah, like yeah. That, just I'm like, pretty sure they got all the things local. You know, yep. all the the gas yep. and like below the line, above the line, all that stuff is is local. Yep. So that's super tight it's too. So excited. And I, I'm I can't I, like I honestly might like get cable just to watch that show. <laughs> like, or I'll just get Hulu. Yeah, probably gonna be on Hulu. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, find I'm, a stream somewhere. That's it's, uh, that's so cool. Then you might you guys you could end up being yeah on there. yeah. Who knows? And so I think this year they've done. Two hundred thousand dollars in licensing, mm-hmm. and like eighty percent of it has gone straight back to to the artists. Wow, which is kind of unheard of in the industry. Yeah. Most of the time, it's fifty fifty, and that's if you're lucky. That's really great, then. So uh, assemble sound. Yeah, yeah. So check how them does out. how does so how does somebody that might want to utilize those services that they provide like get access uh, to them? Um, you can check out assemblesound.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a a sheet or like a. Uh, contact page and mm-hmm. say like oh what are you doing what kind of stuff do you need like we also have um so it's in a church so if you can picture a church the sanctuary where the congregation would gather that's right. kind of like a gathering space and we do industry panels things like that just last night i did a, a i did some engineering for this guy billy davis mm-hmm. who actually taught Jimi hendrix whoa yeah. what and he played with that must be old he he was and <laughs> no offense uh he he played with hank ballard starting in like 59 he toured wow. with elvis he played with stevie shit. ray vaughn he actually wrote a song that stevie ray vaughn ended up making popular wow yeah and so it was pretty intimate just guitar and amp he was singing it's it was really cool That's and then really cool it was um backed with this guy Tyson Mead, who was in this group called the Chainsaw Kittens, which I wasn't familiar with. <laughs> That's but a great name. I guess was super influential in like the early grunge scene. Kurt wow. Cobain has talked about how they were an influence. Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins, they're good friends. And oh, so wow. he's kind of, he like stopped doing music, but he's kind of coming back and doing um, like solo guitar voice type stuff. Awesome. Yeah, so things like that. You know, so where there's we a lot can of exciting have, stuff going on over at Assemble Sound. Yeah, yeah, honestly, check it out. It's right by the train I'm station. I'm really excited to be a part of that. It is. It's exciting. And it's a great opportunity. So uh, in addition to that, you also work at Erie, uh, just started working at Erie Canal Theater. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, yeah. You had mentioned Planet Ant. So mm-hmm. I um, I actually just answered a, uh, a, there was a poster, Hain and Old Main, yeah. seeking someone to do post-production. And I signed on and they gave me like a test scene and everything went well. And it's it's been really awesome because the guys who do it are so yep. funny. You we know, had uh, so Mike McGettigan on our very first episode. No way. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm actually don't know everyone because it's because of um because I do post production, I don't really um You're not there for the recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I've been that. to a few because the guy who runs it, Joe, he mm-hmm. uh he's brought me on and like I've met most of the people, but it's hard to keep track, you know, when you meet twenty people. Right. And so, um yeah, I saw them do a recording session. It was hilarious. Oh, they yeah. do uh they do like really amazing things, and yeah, they just for started doing. Laugh again. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and they just started doing um, 
live sets at Planet Ant. Yep, I still haven't yet to see seen one of them, but gosh, man, I same. Need to see I, it. The one they just did, it was when that was snowing real bad, and so I was locked up. But wait a minute, that was uh, that was a couple old... Fridays ago. Maybe a Thursday. I think they do them on Saturdays. Mm, might have been a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. Know they, man, I need to go check that out. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, you can also find is it EerieCanalTheater.com Eerie Canal or the EerieCanalTheater.com. Gosh, you know, I don't know if they have. I'm Just not try sure both. about the website. You can get <laughs> the podcast on iTunes. Yep. So when you're getting your latest Michael Dupree Variety Hour, make mm-hmm. sure to hit check Eerie it out. Canal Theater. Yeah, I can't recommend it highly enough. They had this uh, Switchboard Infinity that ended a couple months ago. Yep. It is so fantastic. Well, it's Laugh like a is turning epic. out to be pretty hilarious, too. Yeah, well, as the name might suggest. <laughs> that's very exciting to be a part of. Yeah, Because yeah. there's not really anything like that No, and um, especially with the skills that you gain doing music production, you know, there's... They can be applied to just, there's so many things with audio, you oh, know, yeah. things like this, um, the Planet Ant stuff, doing, mm-hmm. s- mixing commercials. Um, and so it's a good chance to flex the skills that I gain doing yeah. music related production into other types of audio production. Just once you understand sound, like you can yeah. apply it any way you yeah, want. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Do you ever do any Foley work or anything? No, never. I'm still, I'm just starting to get my hands wet with other kinds of media. I uh, I had a friend who reached out to me to score one of her short films, Ooh. and so I've been slowly building. They haven't. I don't have a final edit yet, and so I've just been working off of like a, a rough cut. But it must be so exciting to just like see all the different avenues that you can use with yeah. just like this one thing you've been learning. Yeah, and time. it's great because there's all like so there's people. So I like have built this skill set, but it's like pretty specific, and it's cool to interact with other people who really are great at what they do, but like a very specific thing, right. you know. And so then it's as the uh, teamworks makes the dream work, I think is how they say it. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright. So we are going to move on to your first song. Sweet. Uh, this is, what is this song? Uh, it's called Nether. Nether. It was just released on the new record that mm-hmm. came out last month. The last EP. December. Or the last song on the EP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. this is, uh, it came out on a new label called Agent Audio. Mm-hmm. Um, I met these guys just by producing a certain kind of music. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave my, a demo to someone who passed it on to... To Ronan Selecta, who is the one of two guys who heads it, the other one Spectrum. He's based uh, not locally, and so um, yeah, they were they were into it. And then last August, we uh, we signed the first track, and then I think we finished the EP by May of awesome this year. All right, well let's hear. This is another off of the new EP, Organics by Beatnot.
was amazing thank you thank you that was fresh and crispy thank you mm. where does that where, where where did that come from that track where gosh you know so i guess in a very broad sense because of the tempo that i make music at mm-hmm. it's uh people will call it drum and bass mm-hmm. but um drum and bass is kind of god the people who are into it are like hardcore you know like super pure because they've been listening to jungle since the 90s or whatever you Puritans. know and yeah yeah and they're like oh you know I, I was raving back in the day or whatever it was just amens and sub bass but i'm not really super into that aggressive sound mm-hmm. but just for uh a few years ago i just came across these people working at the drum and bass tempo but they were doing much more um i don't want to say emotive but it was uh it rolled out a little bit more cleaner. There's some ebb and flow, not so much build and drop, you know, where mm-hmm. it's kind of like a roller coaster ride. It's more like, um, not like a lazy river, but kind of like a lazy river, yeah, like you know, an adventure. Yeah. 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 And so I, uh, this just kind of came from trying to build things at 170 and not really wanting it to be normal because right. some of the other tracks, so, um, organics and the sea, Mm-hmm. are both more like techno that just happens to be at 85 BPM. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they have a four to four kick pattern, things like that. They, uh, Organics especially has these long breakdowns, you know, and like moments of silence and kind of like continually builds on itself. And the C does too. And so I wanted to kind of keep that, I wanted to have a song that just builds on itself, you know, continually without relying on white noise sweeps or like any of the traditional things that you make music right. uh, ebb and flow with. And I don't know, I wrote a couple synth lines that I was happy with. It took me a while to get, um, like, the bass working with the kick. Some of the more technical things proved to be more difficult, but it's one of my more favorite ones on the record, and it's the shortest one, coming in at 512. So you put, like, a lot of... Is is it... When you're producing a track, is it a lot of just, like, you kind of feel it out as you go, or is it a lot of, like, you're putting... You're actively doing something a certain way um you know from a technical it kind of goes both ways a lot of the time i will start with like maybe i have a little melody or lick in my head or Mm -hmm. maybe i have a certain rhythm i want to work with and then i'll do that and then it's kind of an open slate i have um i have certain timbres and textures that i kind of like jeffrey tambor (laughs) no not quite Mm -hmm. uh although i do enjoy his style of comedy he's very sexual um 
some of the so like even if I like don't know or I like don't have a plan, you know, I will naturally fall into using certain types of instruments or mm-hmm. I have certain patches now. After a while, you know, you do enough experimenting, you build something you like. So I have tons of stuff saved like that. But other times it's a bit more direct where like I wanna do I really wanna do something that incorporates this musical element, you okay. know, and then I'll build something around that and then a lot of the uh the more technical things come after where I'll I'm, I'm much more I'm much happier writing a good song you know that has a pad mix or I can't do I can't just get things working with itself rather than just a constant stream of like you know boring songs that are great right so um so you've been doing beat knock for you said about five years yeah how did that get started gosh I um I started when I was a senior in high school, no, probably when I was a sophomore in high school, I like started getting into uh, like dance music. I have older siblings. My brother is 11 years older than me and my sister is nine. So mm-hmm. they kind of came up in like the heart of like doing the underground party thing. And my brother bought me a Diesel Boy CD, which is pretty aggressive drum and bass when I was um, still in grade school. And then I didn't really like it all that much. I, I mean, I listened to it because, like, I wanted to be cool like my brother, but it didn't really hit me. And then I came across dubstep, and that really is the first thing that I, like, fell in love with that I discovered organically. Mm-hmm. And so then... Um, what, what specific artists? Uh, Scream. I think the first one I heard was Scream's remix of LaRue, In For The Kill, which Ooh, is... Uh, that's like, a good one. Yeah, and one of, the, one of the first. And so it took probably a year or two... It might have been 2009 or 2010 mm-hmm. that I came across it, and then shortly after Skrillex kind of got into the uh, into the mix, and then Dubstep hey, took a weird baby. turn, mm-hmm. and I kind of fell out of love with that sound. And then, um, but right before that happened, I I went and got some gear and was like, I'm just going to start making some songs because I'd go to clubs and like the first time you hear music like that on a really massive system, you know, where it like it's like it's, intoxicated, yeah, and it's so visceral, mm-hmm. you know, and. I couldn't get enough, and I was like, I want to make something like that. And so I went into Guitar Center, bought some gear, and then it took me probably a year and a half before I made anything that I was like, okay, this is all right. Yeah, I can actually release this. Yeah, and then only, no, not even then, just like I would not embarrass to show someone this. Oh, wow. It, it took probably three and a half years before I started making things that I was like, okay, no, this Were you is, already calling yourself Beat Knock by then? Yeah, well, I it, Beat Knock kind of, it started off as a play on Beatnik. Right. And then I, uh, I hated it for a long time, and then I just... I don't know. It's grown on me, and I don't yeah. mind it anymore now. I think it's a great name. I do, too. You know, it could be a lot worse. God, I see some <laughs> names out there that are so dumb, and I'm like, God, I'm glad I picked something normal. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you you have a new album, or your new EP yeah. that came out, and it's called Organics. Yeah. What's the uh, kind of uh, motif, or what, what kind of inspired that EP? Gosh, and so it started off making um, the first song I made. I had sort of been working with the tempo 170 for a little while Mm -hmm. and um i had just gotten my feet wet so i earlier in the year back in august i released another ep of tracks called binary lust and those Mm -hmm. were the first tracks that i made at 170 that were really cool and those gosh it was probably two years it took for those to come out and so in the meantime i had kind of worked my way into a more refined sound where I'd start been going, I've been listening to techno a lot more. I've been mm-hmm. listening to a lot more ambient music, a lot more quote unquote experimental music. And so I really wanted to do something um, that was more like techno than it was drum and bass, but at that tempo. And so then Organics was originally t- over 10 minutes long and the label was like, hey, you got to, you got to cut this down. And so the I th- song Organics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then it, um, it 
cruised down to eight. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, we want a B-side. And then I made synthetics. And then I just kept sending tracks, you know, because even if I'm not like making something for someone, I'm like constantly working on stuff on the yeah. computer, you know, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And I was just, this was an especially fertile period. And so then I sent the C and they were like, we got to have this. And then I finally sent Nether and they were like, okay, we, we have to cap it. We can't have any more on this EP. And then, <laughs> uh, and after I made organics, they were like, we want some more. And so I, I made it a point to use the same instruments and the same drum samples and like a lot of the same, um, not the same keys, but related keys, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm not, everything's not in C major, you know, um, right. organics is an F, um, synthetics is in B flat. The so it's C, not all the same vibe. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just even little things like that, I think really makes something because it's so easy because someone who doesn't know anything about music can sit down and play a song in A minor, you know, yeah. or C major, you know, mm-hmm. you just press the white keys or, or they're doing, um, uh, a pentatonic scale and they're only playing black keys, you know, right. those are very easy things and it'll sound good, but your touch, <laughs> it's, uh, play the black keys. I feel like I have, I have a bit more training, so I might as well use it. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so this was really my first chance that I like kind of flex the, the musical muscles a little bit more. And since then I've done things that are a bit more involved. So, um, let's move more into the, the performance side sure. of it. So you, uh, you, you DJ. Yeah. Uh, what, what kind of venues have you, uh, DJed at? Uh, gosh, the first one, and this is kind of fitting because it's the first club I went to was, uh, I played my first gig at the works mm-hmm. and then six months later I played a gig at, at Necto in Ann Arbor. Oh baby. And then I didn't do anything for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, as I started putting out music more, um, people started to pay attention a little bit more. I spent some time networking, doing things. And so, I've played at the Works a bunch of times just mm-hmm. because I know a lot of the people that do things, and it's a great club. The Works it, over in uh, Corktown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rosa, uh, Michigan, and Rosa Parks. Yep. And then, um, gosh, I met uh, my friend Jeff, Jeff Riss. Shout out to Jeff. Uh, I was wearing a label shirt, and he came up to me. and was like, "Hey, I like this label." And so we got to talking. It turns out he does this thing called Coconut Babylon with. Um, Monty Luke and they're like pretty famous and so he he hooked me up with this gig at Katoy mm-hmm. doing a monthly party and so wow. I think my favorite things I've done have been at Katoy because it's a chance to um, I mean it's less like a club atmosphere and I can kind of wander a little bit more musically you know and do things that I can't do at a club but uh yeah I it's kind of a problem because Detroit there's I don't know what it is but I feel like everyone and their brother is a DJ yeah. you know and so <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not going to like, I love DJing, but like I love producing is my, is my main thing, you yeah. know? And so if I'm not going to DJ for free, you know, and if someone's oh, yeah. not going to pay me, I'm not going to do it. And so my DJ gigs have kind of slowed down because for every person like me who says like, I'm not going to do what I worked hard at for, for free, there's five people behind me who are like, I'll do it for free, you know? And so right. I'm not going to take part in this like rat race. Yeah. And it kind of weeds out the the low quality gigs, you know, because yeah. if someone if someone finds listens to my music and is like, wow, I really like this, I want to hear this guy, you know, they're gonna they're gonna appreciate it enough to to pay me. Yeah, exactly. And you got to respect yourself enough to true, to, to so work true, God, because especially in music, there's so many people who will just be like, oh, I'll do it for free, you know, and mm-hmm. that that hurts you and it hurts the rest of us. And yeah, it hurts the industry. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so stand up for yourself. Don't so, do things for free. What are your uh, uh, dream? Uh, well, you're doing this for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So. Ba- I'm getting paid in exposure. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, what's your? Uh, what are some of your dream venues that you want to? Gosh, um, I think probably number one would have to be Fabric in London, which Ooh, is. Uh, uh, it's been around since the late '90s, I think, and it's one of the 
better clubs in the world because they always they're like really true to to what's going on mm-hmm. and they always have i have a soft spot because they always have room to drum and bass you know and nice. not like uh it's so easy to book like an andy c or like the people the mega superstar djs yeah. you know like the calvin harris's of drum and bass but right. they like stay true um there's one in Paris, the Paris Social Club. That's one mm-hmm. that would I would love to get to too. You want to just go in Europe and God, do yeah, thing. yeah. Oh, Low End Theory in LA. That's an amazing one. The Bunker in New York. Uh, that's a hey, great that's one. one I've heard of. Yeah, <laughs> uh, U Street Music Hall in DC. I mm-hmm. heard they have a legendary sound system. It really comes down to the big clubs are the ones or the ones that I think of that I have high regard for. Always put a premium on the sound. You're gonna try to do a lot of traveling around. God, I'd love to. It's it's kind of sucks because that's going to be the way I have to make. If I was going to make money with Beat Knock, that's going to be the way. Yeah. Which I'm not mad about. I'd like to travel, honestly. Yeah. And it goes along with me not doing things for free, you know. And yeah. so people are going to be like, oh, you know, I'll give them some cash to come out here. What do you feel like the future is going to look like for Dylan Nelson and Gosh, Beat Knock? More, it's just increasingly more freelance work. Yeah. Is probably where I'm going to have to make most of my money doing yep. things for like the Erie Canal Theater or um, like the stuff I did. Th- last night doing the thing for billy davis you mm-hmm. know f- freelance gigs like that doing mixing mastering those are also things where i've like built up these skills you know it's time for me to monetize them yep and so i'm i'm not super confident that beat knock's gonna pull in the dough but i mean if beat if beat knock can can get me respect of my peers then it's successful exactly very very cool <laughs> so we're gonna move on to your next song sweet what's this next one called it is called ontario shore okay what's this one from it is a collab with my friend mark cloud shout out to mark cloud and the whole ground mass crew they uh were some of the first people to put me on and so he kind of he kind of guided me through when i was discovering stuff at a higher tempo and we've cool. like stayed really good friends and we've done some collaboration it i uh i don't really know about it coming out but i like I'm really happy with this song. Awesome. All right. So let's hear it. This is uh, Ontario Shore. Ontario Shore. Thank <laughs> you. 
Oh, heck. That was Crispy at Tux. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That was um, a collab with my friend Mark Cloud. Ontario Mark Shore is Cloud. the song. It is unreleased. No plans for release yet, but I figured I'd bring some something special for the Michael Green Variety Hour. Thank you very much. That's You're very welcome. fluffy. The bill's in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what? any uh, any albums or EPs coming out Gosh, soon? Gosh, you know, so... I know you just came out with one, but it's just the way the way it works is that so like for instance organics uh, that had been in the works for like over a year mm-hmm. you know the one before that binary lost that's like two years old and so things take such a long time I'm really hoping of um, one of the things that so as I've gotten better at music production yeah it's it's not really that. I'm not like my ideas aren't any better than what they were before, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's strictly execution. And so I hit the mark a lot more. So like I start something, the chance of me finishing it and it being worthwhile is so much higher than what it was when I first started. Right. And so I have an increasingly large back catalog of like music that is unreleased, you know, and it's, I did the put it on SoundCloud for a while or do like a free band camp release or like all that stuff, but it's just not worth it because I put too much time in for it not to be. Not to have like. That's really what I have to use a label for is the the bigger platform. You know, they yep. can reach a much wider audience than I ever could individually. Exactly. And so I got to play the game. And so I don't know. Hopefully, more music sooner rather than later. But well, where can people find out if you're releasing more music? Um, you can like my artist page, facebook.com backslash beatnock three one three. Uh, you can follow me on SoundCloud backslash beatnock on Twitter at backslash beatnock with two B's. Because Ooh. it turns out, and I learned this post-fact, but there's a, another beatnock who is like a reggae DJ in Oakland. And he does like... <laughs> Maybe you guys can collaborate. Like dance hall nights and stuff. He's, he's I, I don't know if I should probably reach out to him. Maybe he would be down because <laughs> my thing's got a dance hall influence. Maybe he'd be like, oh, yeah, this is tight. But yeah, so he's got the regular beatnock Twitter handle. All right, great. So we will be taking a quick break for a moment. And when we come back, we will have... Ned Stat, the Yuletide Vampire, on the show. So are you going to stick around with us, Dylan? I will. I'll be here. Awesome. All right. We'll be back after this. Michael Dupree Variety Hour. I am here with Beatnock, Dylan whoop, whoop. Nelson, very strong man. Thank you. He was uh, showing me how many push-ups he can do over the break. It's over a million. <laughs> it was a long break, guys. <laughs> it was a very long break, <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> we are here. You guys didn't have to endure it, but I did, <laughs> and I am. You loved it. Dehydrated. <laughs> He sucked out all the air in the room. We are also here. He also had to wait a long time. <laughs> thousands of years. Thousands and thousands. Well, he's waited thousands and thousands of years to get here. But he is name. He is name is Ned Stat. He is the Yuletide vampire. Spooky. Ned Stat. How's it going? 
Well, first off, I'm I'm a Christmas vampire, and that's a particular type of vampire. We oh. actually like to call it the holiday vampire yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. We. You well, know, uh, the, don't single the, your, out any religions. Your agent put on this card that you're the Yuletide vampire. Yeah, it reaches out to more people, keeps it more festive. You know, focuses on like the the season mm-hmm. rather than you know the practices around but it. But you're Ned Stat, the Christmas vampire. Well, traditionally, I was raised a Christmas vampire. Oh, yeah. so what? Uh, what what does that mean exactly? Oh, well, it, it's just like a type of vampire that uh, feeds off of the good feelings of of uh, the Yuletide spirit. You know, like that. That warm feeling you get when you see chestnuts roasting on an open fire, you yep. know, and Jack Frost dipping at your nose. It's yeah, just I like see, a fresh yeah. baked pie to you. Right, yeah. yeah I just snatch it right mm. Mm. You don't, So you good. don't kill anyone. No, no, I just I just suck all the that good Christmas life out of the room. Which is wow. essentially an emotional now. death. We kind of branch out. Yeah, well, I, don't, I don't know. Nietzsche called it the ego death. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Wow, <laughs> we're pretty meta. We were mentioned over here. <laughs> so you, um, you... You just get, must have had a nice big feast this last month. Yeah, it was a really, really busy month. It was a good turnout, too, because yeah. a lot of people are just, like, really desperately trying to put out, you know, the events of 2016. Thank God that's over. Yeah. I was going to say, can we get, like, get a round like of a... applause yeah. for that? 2016. Yeah, we made it, everybody. This yeah. Is, yeah, I've been around for a while now, yeah. a couple thousand years. How, how does 2016 rank in the uh, in the years that you've been around? Oh, boy. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I mean... You know, 1916 was something. 1916. Yeah, that was that was something. What happened then? Ah, uh, well, I mean, there was there was uh, the the whole October Revolution there. A lot uh, of my fa- see, that's where, where my family hails from. That's where uh, we came from. You know, and then you come from October. Yeah, no Russian aristocracy. Oh, uh, okay. We had to get out of there, man. Yeah. <laughs> what about uh, celebrate Christmas, Christmas in uh in uh, Russia? Well, the the not anymore. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. I don't know what to do there. <laughs> I'm just a Christmas vampire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Humble <laughs> Christmas vampire. Yeah. How long have you been a Christmas vampire for? Um, well, you know, pretty much it's like my whole life, like everything that I am, like so like yeah. a long long ass time, man. <laughs> How long? Uh thirty six thousand forty three years now. Wow. Um, as of last month. I was wow. born Happy on birthday. um December Ween. It's December a Christmas Ween. vampire Halloween. Which is what day? Uh, December thirty first. Oh, yeah. so just a couple days, a couple. Uh, yep. And happy yeah, birthday! Happy thanks. belated birthday! Thanks, man. I pr- really appreciate that. Do you ever get tired uh, of just being alive? Yeah, nah, man. You can't. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm 30, undead. Thirty-four so. hundred. Gosh, uh, you know, I, d- I, I totally forgot about the undead yeah. thing. Yeah. So we're just like always jazzed, all like nonstop. Just Unless you know, you know, it's as long as there's like shitty things going on. Like, we're pretty jazzed. I mean, it can't be happening all the time everywhere, you know, because, like, it's bad for us. You know, it's just, like, the whole fragile ecosystem. What uh, What's the off-season like for Yuletide Vampire? Uh, yeah, I was about to ask the same thing. Like, uh, 2015 sucked ass. Oh, man, there wasn't even any freaking snow. Yeah. Like, no, there was I mean, not there any was Yuletide. Nothing. You know, there was... It's like Christmas came and gone. No caroling, no nothing, no sledding, no nothing. Plenty you know, of snow and that's the stuff though. that, you know, like, I... I need as a vet for nourishment. Like there's that's the only time I feed. It you lose a lot of weight. Sucks. Yeah, man. Man, I'm but not. I'm not kidding. I'm not saying you're joking. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just been like a really emotional. Yeah. Like, like you seem year. to be exuding yeah. a lot of Christmas spirit. I think he's got his eye on you. Yeah. So you uh uh ooh. I give you a little got wink a little there. wink there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh Christmas wink. But 2016, you plenty got plenty of nourishment. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So but so I you just like you just snow, hibernate for the rest of the year or. No, man, we go, um, uh, we, I don't know, we, we just travel. 
I me and my buds, we just get together. You like, know, we go you on a cruise. Yeah. What's yeah. your we're favorite like, vacation? Hey, man, let's go on an adventure. Like, yeah. What's your favorite destination? Uh, yeah. You know, uh, last year, where did we go? Uh, we went to uh, the Cayman Islands. Ooh. Wow. Really nice. It was really expensive, though. We saved up for a while ago there. Most vampires, uh, like, they can't go out in the, the daytime. It's, uh, you know, sunny. I know, let yeah. alone the equator. Yeah. Right. But what so about you? So I'm just a Christmas vampire, so all that only affects me during the Yuletide season. Oh. It's kind of like a werewolf thing. Wow. Oh. You know what I mean? Okay. It doesn't sound too bad, honestly. No, it's actually Eternal life. Good. You're just, like, you're yeah. completely normal. Yeah, eternal, eternal life. Um, you're completely normal until, like, you know, the holiday season comes around, and then you just are a dick that absorbs everybody's good vibes. And Sounds like, like just like every other person I know. Honestly. Yeah, during the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's really hard to spot us out. So, you know, like, Wait, so are, are Yuletide... Vi- how do, what does yeah. it look like when a Yuletide vampire, like, suck? Does, can you tell they're doing it, or does it just, like, disappears um, out of the room, and they're like, whoa, what's going on? It's like you osmosis know, through your skin. Yeah, you know, it kind of kind of resembles that. It's just, like, a thick, viscous, like smoke oh. you know what i mean it's it's kind of like this uh, green and, and red swirl oh, i don't know like because now like we're not just christmas vampires anymore so like there's a whole bunch of like you know the quant- it, i don't know it really depends Hanukkah, on the Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa, you know like those Yuletide. colors around the, it it's just like a, a a colored mist that like pours out of a gosh i was wondering why it was up. so smoky in here yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> you some of the residue mm-hmm. guys Holiday boys residue. gotta eat Am I right? <laughs> so right. So why? So uh, so you're the reason primarily that a lot of people get bummed out around the holidays. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that, everybody. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, that's the only time I do it. I swear. So so. Eleven months out of the year. Yeah. It's just it's just you. Yeah. It's just your shitty life. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> shitty eternal life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm having a great time. Yeah. I it mean, sounds like it. The yeah. Cayman Islands, that would be yeah, a well, wonderful you know, we vacation destination. Well, you really hard for that, too. You know, it's not like it's just like every day is like a party. Do you have a job? Yeah, man. I'm a, I work at a grocery store. Was it hard oh, getting a job being a, uh, an undead vampire? Yeah, it, it's a lot harder because, like, I, you, when you don't have, a, like, a social security card, yeah. it tends to, like, you know. Yeah, little, I got the, they probably look at you funny when you yeah. have BC on your, mm. on your, no, your no, birth man. papyrus. It's all fake. It's all, I got to <laughs> fake that shit up. Like, you know, we... we I gotta move town to town. Have you ever seen like papyrus? Uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry, I'm not over that. <laughs> uh, you know what's uh what's that movie? Let the right one in. It's totally just like that. Just like that. Yeah, ex- <laughs> just like everything about that movie. It's pretty accurate. Wow. Except uh, you know, for real vampires, me, I don't have that problem. Like, you know, with killing people, I mean, just like the moving around, just you know, killing them emotionally. Yeah. Well, have you ever killed one anybody? Month out of your, no, I hope not. <laughs> Shoot. So I it's mean, not possible that like you suck so much Christmas energy out of me that no, I just cease God. to exist. No, you ever think that like, maybe like you, you know, it's kind of like you know you're walking around, you're feeling real good. Like even if you had like a really great day at work, and then you get home, and then you're just like, <sighs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like that. It's because you it, struck. Just, yep. Well, I mean, if it's in the do month you think of December, that you you're but. you sucking the Yuletide joy out of someone has ever led them to like maybe killing somebody? That's what I it's, hope. It's not honestly murdering. not a far I mean, fetched. I've been around for a while. I've been, you know, that's what I was put on this earth to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that's somewhere out there. I'm sorry. You were put on this earth to do this? To I was going to ask about that as well. I'm a Yuletide vampire. Xmas so vampire, being eternal, do you, do you, uh, are you religious? You know, seeing that you've seen so many ebbs and flows of human civilization. You know, not so much religious anymore, but spiritual. Yeah. So yeah. how long was? How do you become a? Were you born a Christmas vampire, or did yeah, you become man. one? I was raised one. Oh. Yeah. So could you be raised like 
a Thanksgiving vampire? Are there summertime vampires? Uh, yeah, that's no. a great question. Well, the Beach Boys were summertime vampires, for sure. <laughs> Little known fact. Yeah. Wow. I always Brian Wilson always struck me as kind of an odd character. Yeah, he, he said it was the LSD. No, what does man. a summertime vampire do? <laughs> they Chills. Just, yeah. They just chill. <laughs> they just chill all day long. They don't really suck anything. See, like, see, they <laughs> get... The they suck out the bad <laughs> vibes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nail right on the head there, Dylan. <laughs> Got that. You know, maybe I'm a, a summertime vampire. You now that I'm thinking be. about these you know, characteristics. I'd like to be a summertime vampire. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Only once I cross so 175. We're like diametrically opposed. You know what I mean? Like, I, I uh, jive on like the good times and they just, you know, jam on the bad. So the are the typical times. are the typical vampires, like, are those Halloween vampires or are they just, is that just vampires? That's a great those question. Just like, that's just like a vampire. So what's a Halloween vampire? Halloween, that's like stuff you buy in stores, Mike. Oh, oh so dude, so is that yeah. just a, a, Halloween a thing made like, up by the media? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Vampires aren't fake actually media. like that. Ooh, fake news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This just in, vampires. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag. But, uh, yeah, no. No follow-up on the hashtag? <laughs> just, just pound sign? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Just pound sign. <laughs> hashtag pound sign. Help. Pound sign operator. Mm-hmm. But, um, Great. So, uh, so tell me, uh, tell me a little bit about like, uh, tell me a specific story about like when you went and you go, went to go suck the Yuletide oh, out of the room. Oh yeah, all right. Well, anything. So that was about ten years ago. Okay. Okay. So I'm creeping around um, Midwest, you know, uh, not not you know Michigan where we find ourselves today here, yep. but uh, Wisconsin, the Dells area, really fucking cold, man. Oh yeah. Oh, because it's right off you know the lake there, mm-hmm. but um. So I've been following around this really jolly family, like uh, picture perfect. You know, they were they had a beautiful Sounds house. Sounds tasty. Yeah, delicious. Okay, they had lights everywhere, brightest house in the town, just white picket fence, the whole nine. So I'm hiding underneath like their window. You know, I made like a fort underneath like their deck. I was camping out there for That's like a week. That's not conspicuous at all. No, no, no. I mean, because like I can transform <laughs> into like a, all kinds of manner, all uh. manner of like Christmas oriented creatures or Yuletide, sorry, holiday creatures, whatever you want to say. <laughs> yeah. What, but, uh, uh, what's a Christmas oriented creature? You know, like a reindeer, like a reindeer or a tiny mouse. <laughs> <laughs> tiny mouse. <laughs> you know, all the runs. A gingerbread uh, cookie. A gingerbread cookie man. Yeah. I mean, not, no. <laughs> Asshole. Those aren't <laughs> animals. Okay, sorry. Christ. Insult my culture. <laughs> but, uh, on. Another good one is like, um, a goat or a holiday ham. Mm, gosh, a holiday ham. Yeah. So is it cooked already? Or Wait, is a holiday <laughs> ham? Are you saying a holiday ham is a Christmas creature? <laughs> is, it, is it the pig? How is a yeah, gingerbread I, man not a holiday make creature? The rules, Mike. <laughs> you, you insulted me for not knowing them. Well, you know. Now you do. Okay, I guess so. I do. All right, so continue. But yeah, all right. So I'm camping out on another I'm scoping, and I'm really feeling for, like, the right time to strike, you know? Because, like, they're just apexing. I don't know. Like, stockings up first week, you know, tinsel, everything. So I decided to wait. It's got to be, like, the, the prime time to strike would have to be Christmas Eve, you know, when, when they tuck the kids in at night. Because uh, dad, every year, I got a tip off from, you know, like around town that he dresses up like Santa Claus, mm. takes the missus out. You know, it's a whole affair. Like he's head of like the, Real happy the, the Lions Club, you know what I mean? So he's got I'm the suit and everything. I'm sick just hearing about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm hungry. <laughs> but um, so they put the kids to bed 
and the kids put out the milk and cookies, and the, guess what I did? Ate what the milk and cookies. Oh, man, oh, you beat me to it. Yeah, <laughs> so they, they came back down to the steps, and, and then he's like, oh, ho, ho, sad, I can't wait to get these cookies. And then they didn't know I was there, you know, like living underneath their house for right. like a week. So I said, oh, these cookies? <laughs> you were there? Yeah, I was there. They didn't see me at all. Oh, man, the reaction. They were like, oh, who's this guy? What's he doing? Oh, wow. Holy shit. How did he call the cops? And I said, oh, chill out. And then, I, you know, I extracted all the happy Because, like, I, I needed to do it right then and there because they were getting freaked out. Yeah. That was a really tricky time because, like, I. It's like right as meat's about to start spoiling. Right. Exactly. You get the idea. You know what I mean? Like, so I had to, like, work really quickly. You know what I mean? Like, get the, the, the juicy good vibe powder out of I don't know. Bless how you. Juicy really, like, good vibe powder. It's more of like a gas. I don't know why I'm using yeah. all these different states of matter to describe it. <laughs> Metaphors. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. And then, um, then I had to knock him out. <laughs> I like, mean, couldn't like, have him call the like police. Like with the blunt no, object, or I my my hand. Uh, yeah. I got like vampire strength around the holidays. <laughs> yeah, you not know. the rest of the year. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like a natural thing. So, have you ever uh, feasted like on someone mobile. famous? Do you have any like any f- famous no, people stories yet? Um, actually, who's that guy from uh, Dumb and Dumber? Uh, Jim, Jim Carrey. Carey. No, the other guy. Uh, Jeff Daniels. Yeah, mm. that one. Yeah. Hey, Jeff Daniels. You know yeah. he's a local. Yeah. You could probably yeah. actually find him around. No, well, I did. He's always uh, seems. You true. did get Jeff Daniels. <laughs> yeah, oh wow, saying. man, that's Sorry, awesome. Jeff. Is that why Jeff Daniels always looks sadder on the holidays? Yeah. Have you ever seen him in Newsroom? I think that was right after. Yeah, yeah. he got yeah. a hold of it. It was what very morose. Was what year was that? <laughs> a couple of years ago now, five yeah. or so. That sounds about right. Yeah. Sorry, Jeff. Nah, it made for quality television. So in a way, thank you. Really nice guy. Yeah. Rest in peace. Also, emotionally. He's, he's fine. <laughs> Look, when <laughs> someone goes back after boy. Jeff Daniels is dead and listens to this, it'll be relevant. Yeah. So true. I'm trying to think proactively so true. here. You'll have to change your identity because the everlasting life mm-hmm. thing will. Unless. Yeah, I mean, like, Ned Stat really isn't my, my real name. Oh, so you've had to change a couple times. Yeah, I have to imagine like that's Bartholomew. a common. Yeah. Been like a Robert. Tried being like a Nadine for a second. Gosh. Like, that didn't work. Nah, people just didn't really take me for an Nadine. Yeah, I you really like the name. But you do look like a Ned to me. Yeah, yeah same. that's how I was feeling. So same. I was like Ned, but like you know, I just thought maybe it's interview. kind of unsuspecting too. Because if you do yeah. something like um, like some sort of Greek name or like 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 Dionysus L- Voldemort or <laughs> yeah <laughs> something like something that, that like, that's kind of a weird name. But yeah. Ned, you know, nobody hires the radar. like that on the radar. No, no, yeah. no. But a Ned, nobody ever suspects. So what's your real name? Um, Parthenex. Parthenex. Yeah. I can see why you went with Ned. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like a disease almost. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know, I had to, uh, <laughs> I had to uh, sue Bethesda because they named a dragon after me. Wow. I mean, they didn't know. And then like, you know, I, I actually really think I fought that kinda, dragon. Yeah, that must've yeah. made you really high profile. Yeah. It was really awkward. Yeah, but well, because people, you know, since since you don't look like you've been alive for 3,500 years, right. they'll think I mean, that, oh, think man, that this dragon like, came first, and this loser named himself after <laughs> right. a dragon. I mean, if they think, like, the virtual reality is real, that would be a bummer. I mean, I'm obviously very real here. Yeah. yeah. So very we'll see who the real Parthenex is. I'm just saying, like, they could have at least made him a vampire or, yeah. like, a Christmas vampire. I mean, a holiday vampire. Yeah. Yeah. Yuletide, I appreciate that, that correction there. So our multicultural listeners appreciate it as well. Yeah, me too. I'm a multicultural guy. Nice. You know. So we're getting close to the end of our program here. But before we go, we're gonna play a quick game. 
we play this game with a lot of people. You guys are familiar with the game Fuck Mary Kill? Yes. So this game is kind of similar. Do you, you, you don't you look a, Ned? You look a little lost. Do you know? Are you familiar with the game? I don't know what any of those words mean. Okay. Well, you don't have to worry about it. You don't know what the vampires. word kill means. <laughs> I don't know. What kill is to take the life of someone. Oh Lord, why would you ever do that? Oh, it's the game we're playing. Oh, just well, we're, it's a little bit different. We're just not kidding. we're not doing the first two. We're changing it up a little bit. All right. I'm gonna give you guys each individually an option, and then three names, three options, and then three names, and you'll tell me what you'll do with each of them. I'm ready. So, Dylan, I'll go with you first. All right, so gently kiss on the forehead, debate with on NBC, or kill. Uh, did I say NBC M- and MSNBC? Oh, okay, right. all right. Yeah. Yep. So, Rob Schneider, Ooh. Corey Feldman, and Corey Haim. Gently yeah. kiss on the forehead, debate on NBC with, MSNBC with, and kill. Gosh, I you know my immediate instinct was gently kiss Rob Schneider. Yep. He just seems like he needs it. Gosh. And it would be so fulfilling. Yeah. He would. God, debating on MSNBC. He deserves it. Corey Feldman. It would be about, but I think I want to kill him. So Corey Haim, I'm debating you on MSNBC. (laughs) There you go. What are you going (laughs) to debate with him about? Gosh, knowing MSNBC, something really dumb. Mm hmm. Pick one. Hmm. The continued use of wildlife protections on bird populations in Montana. Great. Well, Corey Haim, he is calling you out. Bring it. Beat Knock versus Corey Haim. Live. On MSNBC. The championship. All right. All right. And Ned, Ned Stat, Yuletide Vampire, here's yours. Receive knee surgery from. Raise a family of birds with. Kill. Danny Glover, Donald Glover, and Crispin Glover. Receive knee surgery from, raise a family of birds with, and kill. Oh, man. That is such an excellent question. Yeah. I'm honored. Thank you. <laughs> Frankly. Uh, <laughs> I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> so I would raise that family of birds with uh, Danny. Danny Glover? Danny Glover. Yeah. He be, seems like he'd be a great dad. Yeah, he'd be a good dad. Especially to, to birds. Yep. <clears throat> seems like gentle type. Or no, no, I'm sorry. I mixed up Donald. Oh. Glover, that would be better. Nice. Really? Nice. Rat surgery birds. Rat birds. From Daniel Glover. You'd get knee surgery from Daniel Glover, even though Crispin Glover is a knee surgeon. He is not. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> he seems he like was, he could be, though. It's a risky move. He was a clown, though. You know what the clown's are? Yeah. Cool. Really? Wow. Yeah, Fun dude. fact. I did not know yeah. that. What was that Kristen is, Glover song in the 80s? This is clowns. what happens when you're alive for 10,000 years. <laughs> it was about clowns, yeah. Oh, uh, so you'd kill Crispin Glover? Yeah, for that song. That song's it, great, though. It was not a good song. No. What? Terrible subject matter really as well. T- what? It's like, why? Why did you have to do that? It's I, like he, he deserved had, it. He deserves a spanking. That's what he's Oh, that's violent. <laughs> that's violent. Or uh, the life sucked out of him. No. You know, find him right about now. I mean, you're a little post fact, but there's probably late. some residual holiday feelings. Yeah. You know, it usually lasts until the end of January, mm-hmm. and then it's like, wow, People my life sucks again. Bad. Yeah, they're yeah. like, oh man, I'm never doing that. Yeah, solution. I'm not. All the snow is dirty. It's still cold. Uh, <laughs> do you guys yeah. want to give me one? Anyone? Either of you guys? Gosh, if me? I could just pull something, I wonder if I can okay. think something. Okay, so uh, <laughs> who would you uh, dig up from? Uh, from a cemetery, mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, buy a pair of Timberlands for, 
Okay. And you want us to pick the third one? Yeah, yeah. The How third about one's kill, um, right? Oh, yeah, I forgot. We have to use oh, kill for the kill. third one. All right. So, okay, I'll, we'll keep the Timberlands question. You can pick one if you yeah, want. Yeah, all right. So, who would you buy Timberlands for? Um, who are you taking to take out with a nice Italian dinner with your grandmother? Ooh. Yeah, nice. So, these are all nice ones except all for right. the kill Let one. me give you some, no- some choices. Okay. President George H.W. Bush. Okay. Ooh. Nancy Reagan. Okay. Or Jim Carrey. Ooh. Okay. So That's a setup. Bush, <laughs> set Bush, Nancy Reagan, Jim Carrey, yep. and it was what were the three? By Timberlands for Timberlands. Mm-hmm. Italian dinner with your grandmother. Italian dinner with your grandmother. Murder. Uh, murder Nancy Reagan. Good choice. Mm. Um, oh, well, I wouldn't murder. I would sacrifice her. Yeah. To, to the know, evil tide. To, you know, bl- blood Thank sacrifice. You. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, yep. Yeah. So she wouldn't really be being murdered. She'd be. Uh, you know, recycled. Sad a lot. I like that. Recycled. It's, like yeah. it's yeah. green. Positive. And it sounds right. not bad. Exactly. I would Good buy thing. a pair of Timberlands for Jim Carrey. He seems the type. You know, he seems hip. Yep. Badass, yep. yep. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I would take uh, George H.W. Bush on a Italian dinner with my grandmother because I feel like she would appreciate that the most. Yeah, yeah, you know? definitely. I, People from that era, you know. You know what? She might appreciate the Nancy Reagan one, but... No, I'm going to go with George W. Bush because, you know, would you say H.W. or George W.? H.W. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that definitely. changes things. The Persian yeah. Gulf. I oh, mean, no, I'm giving him the Timberlands. Guy. Good choice. Yeah. Okay, so I got to switch it all around. George H.W. is getting the Timberlands. Uh, Carrie's dying, and Nancy Reagan's going to dinner with me and my grandma. Great. Uh, what a great choice you made. Yeah, I, uh, that changed everything. <laughs> Just that one letter. That one letter changed it, really it all. Did. So, okay, great. So that has been our show. Uh, what can where we already figured out where we could figured out where we could see you, Dylan? Yeah. You can follow Beatnock on Twitter, Instagram, all over the internet, SoundCloud. Find him on Spotify or buy his music on Bandcamp. I'd prefer that. Uh, uh, iTunes too, Beatport. Yeah, all the boutique things. Buy his music. Give me money. Yes. And uh, Ned Stat, where uh, what what can we where can we find you? Um, I'm uh, working at Office Max. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, a grocery store. I'm also working at a grocery store. <laughs> I don't know, man. I move around a lot. Yeah. You're not going to see me again. Next I step, suppose there's not a job step, uh, security yeah, when you're undead really vampire. Not, yeah, you know. Before we leave, you did say you wanted to share a quick poem with us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. And let me go through my notes here. Yeah. Um... um <laughs> Go ahead. Don't be nervous. He's got a lot of notes. I do. I get a lot of... um, It's no big deal. Whatever. Go suck an egg. Um, Back off. All right. Was that a haiku? Yeah. It's no big deal. Whatever. Go suck an egg. Not quite. Not almost. It was so, what can we do? I it, was it was beautiful, though. It's a short cue. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to the Michael the Pre Variety Hour in 10 Minutes. <laughs> we are going to close out the show with another track by our good friend Beat Knock. What is this one called? This is uh, called Suboxin, and it's um, techno. Everything we've heard before has been at 170, so I figured I'd hit you guys with a little... Uh, a little uh, multi-tempo action. Smack us with some techno.
The Michael Dupree Variety Hour is recorded in WAYN Radio Studio. Please make sure to subscribe and review the show on iTunes if you're so inclined. And if you would like to follow the show on social media, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Michael Dupree VH. The intro song to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Somewhere in My Mind by Apache Tomcat. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Yeah, we